where do you feel tension? Where do you feel pain? When does your breathing get quicker? When does your voice start going up? You know, just what is your body trying to tell you? Hi, I'm Derek Mills. Welcome to the Glow Podcast. To anyone listening who is a past or present member of Glow, we are grateful for you. Thank you for entrusting Glow to be part of your wellness journey. Hearing from our members is a gift for us. At Glow, we have an internal Slack channel called Member Love. When you send us love for our service and our team, that's where it gets posted for anyone on our team to read. We consistently hear from members around the world about your learning and life-changing transformation. We see ourselves in your stories. You challenge us and remind us of the positive differences we make together. Your messages inspire me and our wonderful team working together to bring meaningful, supportive, mindful movement and meditation practices to our global community. We wanted to find a way for more people to experience our members committed to their well-being. So this is the first episode of a special feature on the GLOW podcast where we'll be sharing a conversation with a member of GLOW and explore how their practice has affected their everyday life. To tell the stories about wellness, mindfulness, emotional intelligence, resiliency, and the path that led them to GLOW. These member interviews will become part of our podcast stream, sometimes popping up in the middle of the week, and other times they may occupy a slot of a regular episode. This interview is with Emer Dean. Emer joined GLOW in 2016. She shared with me that prior to joining GLOW, she had been diagnosed with fibromyalgia. She was going through a very difficult time, at times could barely walk, and was searching for a way to manage her stress, pain, and recovery while avoiding medication as much as possible. Early in our discussion, she mentioned at around the time of her initial diagnosis, she wasn't being fair to her body and living in her head a lot. Her vulnerability led our conversation down a wonderful path I hadn't anticipated. I'm so inspired by her energy and her story. She reminds us to seek the opportunities to reframe our perspectives, to question and shift the pressures we put upon ourselves, and how to engage with our self-care routines when it seems dauntingly hard to do so. Today, Emer is a leadership and career coach who empowers women to befriend their nervous system and cultivate a compassionate inner narrative to unlock their potential and achieve their life and career goals. She founded her company, ClearPath Coaching, shortly before we recorded the podcast. Emer works online with women from all over the world and partners with companies to host interactive online workshops to help promote women in the workplace. I hope you enjoy my conversation with her. So I joined Glow in 2016, I believe, for the first time. Well, it was Yoga Glow back then. Mm-hmm. And what had happened was I was going through a really difficult time. And I had been diagnosed with fibromyalgia. So I was, you know, had been recently married, you know, career in a great company, really exciting. Um, and then just had this condition that nobody really knew anything about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from a medical perspective, it was really heavy medication was the option. And I was looking for alternatives to that. So um, I was seeking, you know, any way that I could, you know, find a way to make this happen. Like at times I could barely walk. It was really, really, you know, it wasn't a good situation. Yeah. Um 
so I came across, I suppose I became really open to looking for ways to self-manage it and see what, you know, what could I do with my lifestyle? I was really overweight at the time. Um, very, you know, living in kind of a high stressed, like diet was awful. I wasn't, I was definitely not living. Um, I wasn't being fair to my body, I suppose. I was quite detached from my body as well at the time, living in my head a lot. Um, so I think I came across a blog post because I would have done yoga maybe like 20 or 30 classes in the decade prior to that. Um, but what I discovered last night when I was thinking about it was that I used to go to yoga when I was feeling really good. Mm. So I'd go to a class, I'd seek out a teacher, I'd hear about something great. And it was something I did when I felt good to feel even better. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think with Glow, what it's given me is a place to go where I feel quite vulnerable or where I'm not feeling well or I'm feeling, you know, I'm in quite a lot of physical pain. And it's given me all of these options where I can, you know, do a class for 10 minutes, do a class for 20 minutes. There's no judgment, even though there's no judgment in the classes either. You know, it's it's all internal <laughs> conflict yeah. that I'm dealing with. <laughs> but um you know, it's, it was just a really safe space for me. And I remember at the time it was Alex von Frank's class, I think, you know, she was a real, you know, body positivity image and she was just this joyous, amazing person. And yeah, she's amazing. she eased me in. And I actually did a class with my mom who's in her sixties. Oh. I remember in a hotel room and, you know, that was my beginning with Yoke Club. It's, it's incredible the amount of self-talk and how we treat ourselves and how it seems like how we interface with our body is like our mm-hmm. our ticket to entry into whatever it is that we're trying to get to next and isn't it i mean the body is everything and i think really. that's what i really didn't understand i mean now when i'm coaching one of the first things i do when i'm working with people is it's really about self-awareness yeah. you know what's going on with you what are the patterns what's holding you back and one of the first things i ask people is you know what is your body saying to you do you ever get you know where do you feel tension where do you feel pain when does your breathing get quicker yeah. when does your voice start going up you know right. just what is your body trying to tell you um and i'm doing that for myself all the time you know, so it's it's constantly checking in with yourself to see what's happening. Right. And when you realize that thoughts aren't real, like that is just mind blowing. I think that was one of the first real moments for me. And then I don't know if you know the work of Rick Hansen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you've heard, oh, like he's just a bit of a, yeah. I'm a bit obsessed with him. But Buddha's <laughs> brain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he started, I think he was the first person I, I remember hearing about neuroplasticity and mm-hmm. just the fact that you can, we can change our brains. Right. And, you know, I think once I really started understanding that message and being, I don't have to be a certain thing or, you know, I'm not fibromyalgia, I'm not anxiety, I'm not, yeah. you know, these are states yeah. and they're moments that we can pass through and that we can, you know, overcome and they don't define us. Um, because that's something I really struggled with, with the fibro. I think it was... I would have been the first person on the dance floor and the last person off. And then suddenly I wasn't getting near any dance floors. You know, it's hardly leaving Aww. the house. So it was, yeah, it was a real confidence killer, you know, but my body was shouting at me to do something and I had to listen. When you speak of like your self-awareness generation process, like I, I see mm-hmm. that as kind of a, it's equivalent to your own mindfulness practice. How has that changed your life? 
if there's a short version of that. The short version. <laughs> okay, so well, I suppose from there's two parts to that really. I suppose from a, a self awareness piece, like with the work that I've done on my own, you know, my own journey over the last few years, um, I would say checking in with myself. I'm so aware now of how I feel when I do a class on glow. So I know no matter what, I will feel better after I've been on the mat than before I've, on the, I've been on the mat. So there will always be some positive shift. Um, I think, you know, there's sometimes, and I was chatting to my husband about this last night, there are sometimes, and there's some classes that I'm saying, I hate this, you know, every second for 20, the 20 minutes or the 30 minutes that I'm doing it, <laughs> literally saying, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. But, um, and I think the funny thing is, well, my husband was saying, this isn't a level one. <laughs> You know, it's like this is definitely a level two. Um, so you can go through all those, you know, those real challenges sometimes. But even that, even being aware of the fact that I'm fighting with myself for some reason, you know, that's a learning that I'm able to take away. And the fact that I've achieved that, you know, that I've done it and it's, a, it's an accomplishment for me for that day. Right. And I've definitely learned something new about myself. Feeling the thought arises whether it's good or bad and you just have a better mm -hmm. sense of of witnessing it, it sounds yeah like. yeah absolutely and i know for myself certainly when i've lapsed or like if i, I wake up in the morning and i feel like oh gosh you know i don't want to do that today like mm -hmm. do you i suspect you have a similar experience oh yeah <laughs> how do you just psych yourself up kind of what's your your method for getting through that yeah, it's a great question because I think one of the key things for me, so there's a practice I do for myself. It's like a mindfulness practice every morning. And I think anyone that has any type of, you know, pain or chronic pain, um, it's so useful to do this. And literally every morning I just say to myself, what does my body need today? Mm. And that's it. And I kind of sit with it for a couple of minutes and, you know, I don't go with the initial my body needs to stay in bed, <laughs> you know, so I, I try and tease it out a little bit and really just listen to my body and do, you know, a quick, you know, 60 second kind of body scan. Um, and that's when I, I decide, okay, you know, am I going to do a class or, you know, do I need to rest today? So I think, you know, what gets me back in is just checking out myself first to see that I need it. Then the other kind of trick I would use is, I suppose after I have done a class, I really, you know, let that class, the feeling marinate. Mm. So I was thinking about, what, you know, our conversation and one moment just struck me and it was when I think it was Catherine Budick's class that I did. And again, she's just, I mean, amazing, like out of this world. But there was one class I had done and it was kind of a challenging class for me and it was 30 minutes and I just remember finishing that class and lying down and feeling this feeling for about 10 minutes. It was like my body, it was something that my body had never felt before. And I felt like my body was finally going, thank you. You know, thank you for finally listening to me. This is what I've been talking about. This is why I've been shouting at you in pain, you know. And, and I also had a moment of, this is what those fitness people feel all the time. That's why they keep going to the gym. So. I try and dial into that feeling when I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not really feeling up to it. Wow, I know that feeling so well. 
I, <laughs> just afterwards, mm-hmm. this is the best thing I could have done for myself in this moment. Yeah. I need to do this for myself more and mm-hmm. more. I know that feeling so well. When when you do the body scan in the morning and mm-hmm. in the moment or the possibility where maybe it's not so positive, like you're just yeah. maybe a little down on yourself, how do you navigate that? Kindness. So I suppose I would have, I did a workshop on um, mindful self-compassion. So at the end of last year, so I was very lucky, I actually did it with Chris Germer who created it with Kristen Neff. Um, And that was a game changer for me because I suppose mindfulness is being aware of the pain. The self-compassion piece is what you do with that awareness. So I suppose that's what I I try and use. So I just kind of have a little chat to myself and tease it out again and say, okay, look, you're not feeling great today. You know, your your, um, back is really sore. My shoulders are really sore. you know, but the reality is, and I'm not happy about it. I'm going to tune in and, you know, to the emotion. I'm not happy. I'm kind of a bit frustrated. Um, But the reality is, you know, there's loads of people feeling like this right now. You know, there's loads of people. And what would I say to, you know, a friend that was feeling this, knowing that they would have a better day for doing the yoga class. So, and then I try and tell myself that message. Hmm. That's powerful. Yeah, because we put so much pressure on ourselves that we, I have to do this every day, or if I don't do this, yeah. I'm a failure, or what yeah. do you say about me that I'm feeling kind of low energy today? And so to really listen and to And the that. other thing, sorry, the other thing was just the conflict with, you know, the pressure we put on ourselves as to what we do. So, you know, I mentioned about what I, one of the things I just love about GLOW is the variety and even the duration of the classes. So if there's a day that I'm really struggling to do fi- a five-minute class, you know, just do the five minutes. And often by doing the five minutes, I'll end up doing another 20 minutes or another 30 minutes. <laughs> but by just getting there, you know, that yeah. that's really helpful as well to so start with the five. But something I, I became aware of, which I really wasn't aware of, you know, in the past was I was catching this process where I was saying five minutes isn't enough. It has to be mm. an hour or it's not mm. good enough. And five minutes is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, five minutes is way better than zero minutes. Absolutely. On on the days where it just takes effort just to think about it and to mm-hmm. be that kind to yourself is, is pretty powerful. I, I do the same. I trick myself. It's like, you know, it's just yeah. just do one thing and it invariably turns into more than one thing. Yeah. I mean, exactly. it, can, I mean it can so easily turn into 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It just reminds me of study. You know, when you had to study a subject you really hated you know, in school, you know, it's, um, and, you know, you just tell yourself, look, I'll do five minutes or I'll do half an hour instead of I need to do three hours of math. You know, it's like, right. OK, let's do 20 right. minutes. And then you end up getting into it and you end up doing a bit more. Yeah. Um, the other thing I find that helps is looking at the environment I'm in. So, like, I know if I put a bit of time the night before to, you know, making the room. So I do this normally in our living room making the room nice um, I have like an oil burner as well so I might have some lavender oil or some oils you know citrus ones if it's it's kind of invigorating ones I want Um, have my yoga clothes ready just leggings and have that all ready 
that can be quite helpful. You know, if I see that it's all there and I'm making it easy for myself and I'm making it nice, it's like a contextual cue of, you know, okay, this is, you're, you're kind of there already, so you might as well just do it. I love that. I do the same. I have to reduce the barrier to entry, the cognitive mm-hmm. overload. I have to not add another decision to yeah. my day. <laughs> so I even leave my mat out. I, yeah, I have to yes. have, it helps to have it all ready to go the night before, but if I have to spend yeah. time looking for it and setting everything up, even when I go mm-hmm. bike riding, I, I tend to, then I get down on myself for having wasted time and yeah, it's just not. Uh, yeah. It's like whatever way you can remove the blocks, you know, yeah. apart from the yoga blocks, leave them there, but all the other blocks, um, just make it easy, you know, try and make it as easy as possible for yourself. And it's so funny because on the weekend when I do classes, my daughter, I have a daughter who's going to be three in a couple of weeks. Um, so she's like, I'm doing yoga, mommy. <laughs> so she'll come <laughs> in and her downward dog is amazing. You know, it's it's it, like, I, I don't know if I'll ever get close to it, but it's so funny the way kids just dive in and get involved and love it. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you to our entire team behind the scenes at GLOW. I'm so grateful for your care and commitment to serving our members around the world. Thank you to our teachers for so beautifully sharing your gifts and talents. I'm also grateful to our lovely community of GLOW members. You've supported us since 2008, and because of you, we get to continue to do the work we love. It's the combined support of our team, our teachers, and our community that grants me the privilege to continue to bring you the GLOW podcast. Thank you to Lee Schneider at Red Cub Agency for production support. And the beautiful music you're hearing now is by Carrie Rodriguez and her husband, Luke Jacobs. And remember, take care of yourself because our world needs you. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. You can find the Glow Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or glo.com slash podcast, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Derek Mills.